Hi, welcome to Authentic Conversation with Kim. This is one of those podcasts that I was trying to do all day and it did not take or I was interrupted. And so you know when I have those days where podcasts is like I'm just persistent to get what I need to get out. And it started with a level of frustration, which... So I was venting. I was really venting about how you do everything that you're supposed to do when you check the boxes and you show up and still there is no absolute resolve for the situation or your bypass are overlooked or ignored. So that was a part of it. And it does bring a level of frustration. I do have to consider that there are billions of people in the world and then there you know from that you start separating into states and and in cities and neighborhoods and communities and so you start doing the breakdown and then you think of the climate and the temperament of society as a whole and the changes that have been made and so I get people's frustration. I, I really get it because I too experience it, but I experience it in a different way. And I have to, you know, of course, view it from my lens, which as a black woman, you know, a woman who has ascribed and has obtained education, you know, who's worked since she was 16 years old, you know, those things. And then where we are and where I am in my life right now. And so it does bring a level of frustration and because you think that, you know, what else do I do? What else can I do? How else to do what it is that needs to be done? And somehow, some way, it comes together and we figure it out. And it's like literally, even though it's a new year, it's also a new chapter. I talked about before, you know, going from divorce to single and it's not beating a dead horse, but it is a fact. It is a, a actual situation, and there's some transitional things that have to occur in one's life in order to, again, be able to maintain as a single person and live life as a single person until, you know, we get married again. <laughs> but I also talked about that. Like, I'm not in the mood. I'm not looking to that, but again... It's not like totally a non-factor, so we'll see. It's not even in the cards right now. It's not, it's just not, but it's okay. And so that's a level of frustration. Then I think about other people in society and how, you know, I'm having conversations with people outside of the podcast. And so these conversations are ensuing about what's currently going on. I have some friends that, you know, are experiencing the furlough from the federal government. I do have some friends that are experiencing that. And, you know, it's not nice. It's not a good look, you know, for our country in and of itself. But it's not like it hasn't happened before. And not that it won't happen again. But in the meantime, when you're thinking about the individual and how they're going to make ends meet and, you know, what they're going to do as far as their household is concerned, you have to consider that and you have to, you know, factor that in for the individual. And I think sometimes, you know, big business or the people 
you know, the big people make decisions and not considering that, or maybe they are considering it. And again, it goes to the fact that, you know, gotta have my Coca-Cola. And it goes to the fact that, you know, they just don't care. And then, you know, I have friends that's frustrated about the thing with the um, artist and his lifestyle and the things that he's been doing um, or has done and seems to be able to continue to do. And no one is able to stop it because, again, that, you know, the money is a factor in it. And basically, the, all the things that I'm speaking of is money. Money is a factor. And we can't ignore it. We can't discount it. And we live in a society that requires it. And it seems like it's not enough to go around. Yet it still is just, it's, it's produced on daily. And it's considerably, it's considered to flow daily and so I'm liking it to flow this way <laughs> so it can flow back out because that's just what money does but I find it interesting that you know people make decisions for people and about people knowing that money is a factor in it and it's like they want to put their foot on your neck kind of thing like they don't want you to make it because again if you made it then I guess you would do something with it like I I'm really really guys trying to figure this out and you know those who don't have a money problem or money situation or whatever like it just never factors into their minds what people do because again it's a need and then you say okay well do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And then when you do those things, so in order to do certain things, you have to have certain criteria or certain credentials or certain uh, means. And oftentimes that is not allotted to a lot of people. And so we have to consider that. As our country, I think we are blessed, right? You know, we have a, and I, I mentioned this before, we do not have a food shortage in our country. So that's a blessing. You know, um, in certain states, you know, there may be, there's still, I think there's water situations and stuff like that. Um, and I haven't touched bases and even certain times within our countries, like, like at one time we call people refugees that was in the country. <laughs> like that was crazy to me. But when I think about how we lack compassion and consideration, and then also how we group people in, you know, you have the poor, the middle class, the wealthy, like these are groups of people and based on the group that you fall in, in regards to your income, then that is how most things are dictated or how you're treated. And then I thought about how now we have in our society, we've gone to everything is online. So no one even gets to see you personally. No one gets to hear your situation. No one gets to see you no one gets to know you and then are still able to say and make a decision for example with resumes now 
or applying for a job, everything is online. And I wouldn't encourage anybody in this day and age to have to look for a job. But everything is online. And so before you would at least be able to go in and fill out an application and see the people that's hiring or whatever. But or even your application as a paper application, someone would actually see the application and be able to do the checks and, you know, say certain things about it. Unless it's a private owned business, that's not happening anymore. It has to go through a computer and they actually have to choose you know, your resume is chosen based on certain criteria that you may not know. And so therefore then it's not getting selected and it's just being kicked out or kicked back kind of thing. And again, it has put people out of jobs because they don't get to do their job as far as a human resource person or even a hiring consultant person. And then people that's looking for jobs, it's like hard because again, you're competing with hundreds and thousands of people for a position. And so we can act like there's not a problem but there is a major problem. And granted, maybe everybody is not going to be employed. You know, Scripture says we have the poor with us always. And even that affects our society um, and our communities. And then if there's enough resources to go around for everybody, and then you say, you know, it's first come, first served, or, you know, how passionate are you or what are you willing to do and what are you not willing to do? And it becomes all of this stuff. But I believe that there is a change that needs to happen. And, you know, it says if the head is messed up, the body is messed up. And so there are some changes that need to occur. And it can't be so much about the dollar, even though I know it's important and it's significant. But I think that if we have some other changes that go on, i.e. in our heart and our mind, a level of understanding and compassion, you know, ridding ourselves of the, um, what do you call it, like, the stereotypes, which, again, I'm sure is hard to do, especially when you've grown up in a certain mentality, but ridding ourselves of the stereotype and then, again, implementing those things where you have some one-on-ones and you have some group sessions and you have some bring people in and you create some programs that actually function and work for people to become self-sufficient, for people to be able to add to society in a better way, you know, to be able to deal with the mental health issues. And I was thinking about, even when I was thinking about this, um, this guy and his situation, like for all these years, you know, he's been allowed to do this when other people were around watching him do this and they was only watching him do it and allowing him to do it because of money. So they sold out and they sold children out and they sold people out and they ignored certain things because of money. And then it's like, well, you know, people only listen to people who got money. Or people only respect people if you got money. 
and it, it has become icky and it's become messy. And so for me personally, I'm just really trying to figure out its place because we know there's a need. We know bills need to get paid. We know that. We know it's a required. That's our system. That's our barter system. Like you exchange services for cash, for monetary value, for credit, for whatever it is that we use in order to get this stuff. And when you've been a person who, again, has put the work in and done everything that they say to do in order to get the job, in order to get the money, in order to pay the bills, when you do a lot, like something is missing. Like <laughs> this, this is something. The system is broken. Something is missing. Something is missing. <laughs> and so I'm really, really trying to figure all of this out. But that's a part of it. I'm not frustrated now because the day has gone by and I'm good. Y'all good. I hope we all good. Um, But we just really got to figure out what's going on in society and how we play a part in it and how we get a piece of the pie in the right way, in a nice way, not in a manipulative way. And even, you know, making a proper investment and having a return on our investments because again education and time is an investment you know community services an investment going to somebody's job is an investment now where you get a 401k you know it's an investment and so social security that's an investment and then they saying that after a while there won't be any social security like that makes no sense to me when people have been working and so something is broken And so for those who are responsible for figuring it out, I pray and I hope that you get it figured out real fast. Because, again, if our children are educated and we're making bad decisions and we're not sitting down with people and we're not figuring out where they are in their lives and then we're not able to help them to become self-sufficient, we're not able to help them to move beyond where they are, then that ends up affecting society and affecting people you know and that's not good for anybody because for one simple reason I don't know how people feel like they're isolated from all of this and you're not everybody remember six degrees of separation and you just never know and even when you know my friend was talking about guarantees there is no guarantee in any of this But what I can say that we can, you know, come close. We can, you know, come close to solidifying some stuff, to substantiating some stuff, you know, for people. And then I get it. You have a group of people or you have some people who don't care and don't want to be a part and won't do their work and won't do. And that's why you have to sit and talk to people. That's why you got to see where they are. That's why we have to get qualified people. That's why we have to have discernment. That's why. To be able to remove the wheat from the tears or separate the wheat from the tears as God said he would do. You know, being able to do that. And those are my thoughts. Imagine my face.